Fearless Narrative is the podcast where we spotlight amazing female entrepreneurs and artists who are changing the world today. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Fearless Narratives. I am your host, Cortland Jones. And I'm your host, Kia Miner, and we are so excited to welcome Tierra Willis to our show today. Tierra is a world-renowned influencer and esthetician who started at only 14 years old. I mean, come on. Now, a 21-year-old Gen Z culture expert, Tierra leads a community of nearly half a million devoted supporters and followers. She is also the founder of Your Creator BFF, and has launched her own masterclass to give creators with all size platforms the tools needed to optimize their careers. Sierra, thank you so much for being here. How are you? you? I'm okay. Excited to be here. Great. We're excited too. So my first question for you is, how did you become an influencer today? And what led you to your entrepreneurial journey? At the age of 14, I had a passion for makeup, but during that time, I really didn't see representation uh, for myself within the beauty aisle and in the media. So that's kind of what inspired me to launch a platform called Makeup Woman of Color. It really just became this hub of information and inspiration for girls that look like me. That's amazing. I love that. So I want to know more about your masterclass. You said it's meant for a way to help creators and guide them through their journey and becoming bigger creators and bigger influencers. So what led you to create that? What inspired you to create this masterclass? Yeah, I would say for a long time, I just didn't have management. And I find that probably a lot of Black creators don't when I'm just, you know, looking in this space. So because of that, there is this huge pay gap um, for us. And that's kind of what inspired me to make your creator BFF because I've had been through all the trials and errors. I started doing this when I was 14. I was in high school. I didn't know how any of this worked. So mm-hmm. I was lowballed a lot and, um, and I just was not optimizing, um, the platform that I had. So that's kind of why I made your creator BFF, uh, the first masterclass we have out right now. It's called Securing and Negotiating Influencer Brand Deals. So we talk about how to create a brand, how to build a community, how to pitch, how to negotiate and networking. So it really just helps give people the steps, whether they're just starting or they already have a large platform, especially considering the fact that a lot of people are becoming successful on social media overnight, but then they don't have the tools to necessarily turn this into a profitable career. So that's kind of why I made the masterclass, kind of just to you know help fellow creators get the bag, pretty much. <laughs> And I, I'm, I have to know because, you know, knowing that you started at 14 and saying that, you know, you knew that makeup was always dear to your heart. When I think about my 14 year old self, (laughs) there were a thousand things that I might've wanted to do. Right. But never did I even have the forethought to say like, maybe I could do this on my own. So was this like, did you see this vision for yourself before 14 like were you having conversation was it cultivating your home like what really pushed you to be able to because I know you graduated early too so you were you know motivated more than most 14 than me for sure yeah like I gotta know what was going on in little Tierra's brain back then that you were really be able to be 
a pioneer at this point, you know? Yeah, I would say growing up, I've always been a creative in some aspects. Like if say someone wanted to give me a kit, normally they would give me a gift. Normally they would give me something arts and crafts. Like I live at Michael's. So I've just always been a creative at heart. And that definitely, you know, applied to makeup. And I wouldn't say necessarily that I thought it was going to be a career or a entrepreneurial venture. It was generally just to help people. And I grew up in the age of social media and that's really how to connect with people. And honestly, it just started as a hobby and a passion. And I just wanted to help people, my friends, my mutuals online, just so that they could have a place because I was always the girl that people would come to for makeup advice because I was so obsessed with it. Like when I like something, I want to know everything about it. I want to be an expert. So I became kind of the go-to girl for all of my friends. So I was like, hey, why don't I just make a page so that everyone can, you know, just take a look at it there. Well, sense. you look beautiful right now. Your skin yeah. is glowing. So I would totally <laughs> ask your advice to you for my makeup. <laughs> right. Now and back when we were 14. Right. <laughs> okay. So what has been the most challenging part of your career and how do you stay motivated during these tough times? I would simply say the most challenging thing in my career is just my age. I'm only mm -hmm. 21. And that is such a struggle for me because I'm have to grow up very fast. I'm dealing with things that most of my friends or, or my peers don't even think about. I'm concerned about taxes. I'm concerned about retirement accounts. I'm reading contracts. I'm doing negotiations. I have people on my team. I hire people. I have accountants, financial advisors, management, assistants, uh, strategists, like so many things. So I built this business at 21. And my friends, the, my friends always like say to me, they're like, I cannot believe like you hire people. Like, it's kind of crazy that but they're like, how do you have people work for you? Like, or whenever I tell someone like, oh yeah, my assistant helped me with this. They're like, what are you talking about? So uh, that in itself <laughs> has been challenging because I'm having to learn so many things that, you know, people older than me have already experienced later down the line. I'm kind to have to jump into it and that can definitely be challenging because I'm just so unfamiliar with all of this and oftentimes I have to be careful with people taking advantage of me as well because you have to, have to remember like I'm only 21 and I'm working with people double my age and that can be very intimidating um, especially when you know they maybe do something wrong or I'm not comfortable with so it's really hard to kind of stir up that courage to almost like confront adults I am an adult but for me, like, I'm, I'm just not at that level or not that, I don't know, as experienced as, as people that I work with. So it's kind of hard to like check people mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. So that can be challenging, especially when things have gone the wrong way and trying to manage that. Like, for example, I had an accountant that pretty much didn't do any of the work that they had promised. And now I'm having you know, some legal and financial issues because of that. And for being 21, that's very like exhausting. So definitely dealing with things like that. And what's helped me is definitely relying on friends and family that, you know, give me good advice, but then also building the team that I trust and then relying on them as well to kind of, you know, encourage me and back me up on those decisions. Yeah. And I was actually going to ask you, you, you kind of answered the question, but I was going to ask you about the, the team. You know, a lot of the guests we have on the show, they say the same thing about regardless of age, understanding how to stand in their power and 
not be lowballed and you know all of the things that you just hit on. But to your point about building your team and making sure you have a team around you that you can trust, how did you go about doing that? Did you start with only friends and family and then build out? Or did you just go through the regular, you know, run-of-the-mill application process? Because obviously that's super important, regardless of age, but especially for somebody like you that, like you said, there, you know you're going to be dealing with people that is going to be hard to check when you need to have a team around you that's solid. Yeah, so I definitely went the friends and family route first and just trying to find people in my life or that almost like referrals and things like that, that, that I already had a built up a trust. And then once I built that, then I started going in the traditional application process and having my team help me and doing rounds and rounds and rounds of interviews and really trying to find the right spot. But I have found that um, two things that I would recommend is definitely getting referrals for sure. But then also not sleeping on like mom and pop businesses. I find that those sometimes are way better than large corporations that you work with, simply because when you work with a large company, you may not get that same level of skill or consistency throughout the company, right? Because people get fired, people get hired, people get trained, but not all of them may be as, you know, keeping up with everyone else versus if you work with a mom and pop business, you get that one-on-one experience. And I have just found that to be so much better. And that was a big like growing pain for me was not just relying on, you know, big corporations that everyone else uses, but really getting that one-on-one, like finding local lawyers, local accountants, local financial advisors, people that I can meet with face-to-face. I have found that to be so much better than trying to connect with people online with large companies. I agree. I think that I'm I'm currently in the hiring phase now and I'm seeing a lot of the larger um, companies, as you're saying, not being really what I want to go go with. I hired my first team, well, I hired my first team like two years ago, but it wasn't the best team. And now I'm learning from my past mistakes to, to learn how to hire better, so... Yeah, it's it's nice to have interview experience. My mom, she worked in HR, and that's something that she always stresses. The more interviews you do, when you get it like experience on how to conduct yourself and the questions to ask. But then what, what I would do was kind of create a little chart of what people offer. And then I'm able to ask questions. Okay, this accountant said that they offer this. Do you offer that? Or what's your strategy or thought process with that? And then you kind of start to get that line of processing and in, in dealing with, you know, the right person for you. Love that. Thank you. Okay. So how do you balance your personal life with your work life? So for me, how I started doing it was when I was, you know, living at home, like a normal teenager. <laughs> I, <laughs> and as I got older, just having everything in one space was just became so overwhelming because I have like my normal bedroom, but then I have my equipment and I have my products and all of that trying to fit into one bedroom just became it was becoming too much and my mom was like okay like this is a lot I I, like I stole the hallway closet and built like a mini Sephora to put all of my stuff and then I was constantly having to get rid of stuff because it just was not fitting so once I was able to I decided to get a separate office somewhere else where my equipment I could work I can almost clock out clock in clock out and then go about my day 
And I found that to be helpful because sometimes when you work from home a lot, and I know a lot of people express this during the pandemic, it was hard to find a work-life balance because there's really no separation. You may be working longer than you would, or maybe you wouldn't be taking as many breaks and trying to get everything done because you're at home already. Mm -hmm. So definitely create going backwards. And people thought it was crazy for doing that was when a lot of people want to work from home, I backtracked and I wanted to have separate space. That helped me a lot to really set boundaries for myself because I know for someone like me, I'm a workaholic. So having a separate space where I'm at home, I cannot work. I, I don't have filming here. I don't have equipment here. I simply cannot do my you know regular job at home so having a separate space has really helped and having separate devices has helped and setting times and being really strict with the schedule has helped me a lot and definitely having separate devices and then finding ways to take care of myself whether it be journaling going on walks making sure I'm eating that I'm getting adequate rest things like that and just keeping to a strict routine has helped yeah as soon as you started talking about you know the the COVID change I was literally just talking to one of my clients yesterday about how the first time we were all working from home, it was like you looked up from your computer and was eight o'clock and you realized you've been like holding that your pee for like four hours and you <laughs> haven't eaten lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, like that was, it took like a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months for you to be like, how do I manage this? Like, mm-hmm. so to your point, I, I, I think if people are being real with themselves, the fact that you chose to go quote unquote backwards isn't that crazy because anybody that experienced that shift dealt with the same stuff, right? They just, I think, wanted to find a way to continue doing what they're doing instead of what you did, which is pivot to make both work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, just- I, I am the queen of pivoting. <laughs> I, I have so many people tell me I'm crazy all the time for the decisions that I make because what I tell people when Tiara wants to do something, she's going to do what she want to do. Amen. So, I, <laughs> so I, I've definitely learned to adjust. And when something's just not working, I'm not scared to pivot and do something different. I'd rather try and fail rather than not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You are brave and bold. And I yeah. love it. So yeah. love it. Yeah, very impressive. Um, how do you interact with your followers and have them stay engaged with your content? Yeah, so I would say probably the platform that I use the most and what I'm most known for and successful is definitely Twitter because it's not about what you look like or what you're doing or anything like that. It's more about just connecting and communicating with people. So I built a really strong, loyal audience on there. And then that's helped translate you know, into other platforms but nourishing every platform and the people on there replying to comments and seeing videos that I mentioned in or or tagged in and really trying to stay on top of that. Having my team also help moderate and respond to comments has helped as well. Always asking questions and asking people what they want, doing polls or, or doing giveaways, something just to keep that relationship going and keeping it strong. And I think that's something that I recommend to all creators is building a community I think that helps so much, especially because sometimes just because someone has a lot of followers doesn't mean they're able to sell something Mm -hmm. because a lot of times, right? All of us follow people because we're pretty, they're pretty, or we just like, (laughs) you know, or anything they're funny or anything like that. But if they recommend something, we're not going to buy it. So building a community has 
changed a lot or has been really impactful on things like my brand deals because I really am able to bring a return on my investment because I built a community that has trusted me. And I really know this for a fact because when I'm dealing with affiliate marketing, oftentimes I'm I'm like the top um, marketer or I get the, the most sales because I've just built a community. And I find that actually a lot of mid-tier uh, influencers do that as well. So I, that's kind of why I launched your creator BFF to kind of show you don't need millions, you know, to make money. You just have to, one of the things is build a strong, loyal community. And I've really mastered that concept. I actually found, I saw your story, I think prior to actually seeing who you were. And I was so inspired by, by your, the words that I was reading about you. So I can see why Twitter for you is really impactful but then after I learned about you and I, I had gone to your Instagram, they have such, you know, gorgeous photos of you, but also like you had this beautiful outfit that was like hot pink and I, I loved it. So I actually got inspired by it and bought, oh, really? one, and bought one that was like the, um, that same color mm-hmm. because I wanted to channel, you know, your like your <laughs> confidence in that photo. It was great. That is my favorite color right now. My phone case is hot pink. Ah. really mm-hmm. into it right now. I don't know why. I always change from, I was doing white, then I was doing sage, and right now pink is like my thing. Which actually goes into my next question, which is what is the impact you are hoping to have on your audience? I think the impact that I'm hoping to have on my audience is just making them feel informed. I have always just been someone that wants to share my brain with other people. So I don't want people to just follow me and kind of do like or buy something just because I said it I want people to learn and I find it most satisfactory when people have translated what I say to help their friends so I'll get people say like Tiara taught me this and now I'm the go-to girl for all of my friends and we talk about you in our group chat and we're learning and becoming informed and when I was you know doing in-person clients it's so gratifying to have clients come in and see that they've learned so much from me and then be able to have that one-on-one connection and also meeting people who are like I, you changed my skin you changed my confidence and just how I feel about myself I struggle with acne for so long and what you said cleared up my skin I'm so thankful for you things like that just mean so much to me and also just meeting people in person whether on the street and getting recognized and I remember I was at the airport and one of the girls at TSA she was like are you Tiara I was like yeah hi she was like girl two finger rule yep (laughs) I that made me so happy so I love stuff like that I love that I'm so glad you shared that because I think it's so important for your your supporters and even our listeners to hear that side of you, right? And, and, and I know that that's something that comes out and on all of your content, all of your platforms, but I think understanding that like there's always a person behind the success, right? And, and that we all, assuming that we're doing it for the right reasons, right? Which you obviously are, like we all have a passion for genuinely helping people and that's what fuels us and that's what drives us. So I, I love that you said that because it, you know, and, and no one is, can see you, right? But like we saw your face light up when mm-hmm. you started talking about <laughs> how you helped people and, you know, how how they, the help that you gave people then passed down. It was a trickle down effect. Like, I just love that you shared that. It, it's so important to know, you know? Yeah, I'm really passionate about what I do. It's not even 
about, you know, it's it's nice that things come out of it. But I tell people, even if it wasn't a career, I'd probably keep doing it because I just like it. You know, mm-hmm. I like learning something like in a training and I immediately am on my phone like, guys, da, 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 you know, or I sometimes remember, hey, a lot of people don't know about this. Let me post about it. So I that's kind of why I like to do what I do. I love education. So that's definitely the inspiration behind my account is being an educator and seeing your students kind of grasp what you taught them is it's so satisfying to me you're so adorable okay (laughs) (laughs) what's what is one misconception that that people might have about your beauty industry or the influencer lifestyle Mm. I would say something that people don't really know about when being an influencer is it's a lot of work not and not in the way that filming is a lot of work I I try to convey to people that I would say it's 30% filming and making content 70% running a business I'm having to pay for my own health insurance. I've never seen a single influencer post about that struggle, right. you know, and finding adequate health care and paying these premiums, like $1,200 for insurance. And that's not even the best coverage. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And no one talks about that behind the scenes struggle. And I, I think that's something people definitely don't realize at all is that just the behind the scenes and people think being an influencer is all glitz and glamour and it is absolutely in a lot of aspects but it there are definitely some cons to it um and that it's not this perfect you know career that's just so easy and I feel like a lot of people glamorize it online and everyone wants to be an influencer these days Mm -hmm. but doesn't talk about the realities of it and there's sometimes a lot of isolation too right amen Mm-hmm. I got a letter in the mail last week where they're like, hey, so we're going to increase your insurance by 20, uh, 20% uh, in 2024, just because I was like, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I gotta move back home. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's things like that. And then going to CVS and they're like, hey, this th- doesn't get covered. I'm like, I'm paying all this money and you won't cover this one thing. It's so crazy. But yeah, no one talks about that with mm. being an influencer. What is your favorite thing about the community that you have built on your platforms? I would say something that I appreciate the most or what's been the most valuable with my platform is just the support that I receive. Mm-hmm. I have so many followers where they're like, girl, I don't care what you say, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Or something, or people are just so... Uh, they so really want me to succeed and especially I think the black community and I hear that a lot sometimes where people say oh a lot of black influencers aren't successful because our community doesn't back them I don't think that's true at all I think when it comes to black influencers normally their community is black because we we are attracted to people that look like us I -hmm. find they are just so supportive and if no one backs us up they are so I just received so much support from girls that look like me and they want to see me win. Say if I'm recommending a product, they're already in my comments like, okay, when are you guys going to give her a brand deal? Like, when are they going to start paying you? You know, so stuff like that has just been so, um, it just makes me feel very grateful. Okay. Um, what are you hoping to achieve in the next year or so? 
what I'm looking to achieve in the next year or so is definitely coming out with some more products like digital products or physical definitely looking into things like merch because apparently people really want to see that from me I just did a collab with Polish Choice and we did like a little bucket hat with sunscreen and a lip uh like a sunscreen um chapstick and Mm -hmm. people were dying they were gagged (laughs) by the hat I was so shocked so many people bought it just for the hat like people were dying and so many pictures and selfies it's so cool to me to see you know something that I made and literally took me an entire year to come up with actually be on someone's you know, they're actually using it. And it's so funny. My whole family bought the hat and they're always in pictures um, on vacation. They're like, I love my hat. And we just had a big family trip and it was so cool. All of them brought their hat and stuff. Aww. So I love that. And I didn't realize so many people wanted that for me. So that's definitely something I'm hoping to, you know, launch within this year or early next year for sure. And then definitely continuing to grow your creator BFF and just coming out with more content for things like this that influencers or, or entrepreneurs in general don't talk about whether you know healthcare taxes all that kind of stuff the hat was also really really cute so I actually <laughs> wanted to yeah it was so much that campaign I did like I mean of course Paula's Choice helped but like the photo shoot the vi- video like I hired a bunch of people uh that was all me and I'm just so happy with how it came out and the people I got to work with are just geniuses so I really was so happy with how all of that turned out and the support I got we sold out uh in 48 hours which is great to me and hopefully we're doing a another launch in July just a little something but I'm just so amazed that people really wanted a hat so I'm like (laughs) I text my team and I was like we got to get something going. People really want this. So, and if people still talk about it, so that's something I definitely hope for within the next year or so. Oh, I'm excited for you. What advice would you give to those who are just starting out? I would say for people just starting out is not to just exist in your bubble. I think that's something that people struggle with when trying to grow their page is they're posting this content, but it's not connecting with anyone. So I tell people, don't just live in your own space, reach out. So start connecting with other creators and supporting them, especially creators the same size falling as you, and maybe creating group chats with them or finding a way to support each other. And I found when I did that in the beginning, that helped me so much is connecting with other people because if you support someone they're always going to return that favor so Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's something more people could do and then also using not just Instagram to just post but also using it as a network opportunity for maybe brands that you want to work with because one thing I share within my class is that if you want to work with brands, you kind of have to do the work and reach out to them. You have to pitch yourself. You need to do the cold emails, stock them on LinkedIn, Instagram, all those things, connect, connect, connect. Because even if you don't have a lot of followers, if your content is there, brands will want to work with you, but you just have to take that initiative and really putting yourself out there. And I was doing that when I was a teenager. I remember being on the bus and said I had a full pitch that I wrote out and just sending those cold emails and building the relationships. And doing that in the beginning has helped me so much right now in the future. So I tell people really go in on that. In my class, I give a full pitch on what you need to say, what you need to do, 
But that I think is crucial if you want to make money in this space, because especially with these algorithms and these databases, the way things look, oftentimes they're doing a full search on the internet. And oftentimes a lot of people that look like me can get skipped. So yeah. because of that, I tell people you really have to put the work in if you want to, if you're a creator of color, because oftentimes we're just not included in these things or we're not on their radar. So you kind of have to force yourself to do so. That was great advice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like check, 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 check. <laughs> At age 14, I was doing nothing. So I'm really, really impressed Girl, by you. Tell him. Right? Tell him. I was trying to still learn how to like do my hair well enough to like. I get still to can't speak. do my hair, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it is what it is. That's why we got Tiara. Exactly. <laughs> okay. No, when I was a teenager, I was ready to go. I was Literally. like three months in once I three months in my page had 10,000 followers and then brands started to work with me probably in that year I was getting DMs from brand founders people be like multi-million dollar brands being like we talk about you in boardrooms all that stuff I'm like oh like this could really be in some like become something and now I have tunnel vision once I told you once I become obsessed with something I go ham and once I hit 10k within three months I was like working on it I was doing my, my homework and I was like hustling and making this again I'm like this is gonna work we're gonna make something out of this then yes. once I really started making money I I remember sophomore year I met with my principal and my guidance counselor and my mom I was like okay I'm leaving school early <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna leave a year early and you're gonna let me go to both seas which you spent half the day in school I had to say other day in cosmetology because I'm gonna get my makeup license and I'm gonna be out of here I'm not going to college already got a job what I need to go to college for and I'm done and they didn't let me go to BOCES but they did let me graduate early because they said that BOCES was like beneath me which I hate that term they were like oh it's for people that aren't gonna go anywhere in life and not go to college but I had straight age I was very active in regards to diversity in my school and I had my own business and I ha had a lot of press but they were like no like you're gonna go to Ivy League and we're, you're gonna get a scholarship like this what you're saying is crazy but again I'm gonna do what I want to do so they <laughs> let me go to BOCES but we compromised and let me graduate early and I was gone Ooh. So that was my mindset as a teenager was I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm very stubborn. So, yeah. All right, Tia. And our last but not least question, how can our audience find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Pinterest, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all under the Tiara Willis. And then you can also follow my Your Creator BFF on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us, Tiara. You are amazing. You're so sweet. And it was a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> and that is a wrap. Fearless Narratives airs every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and we will see you next week.